Okay, hello everyone. Welcome along to another episode of Championship Drill with myself, with Jerry, with Phil. Uh, enjoyed the football yesterday, guys? Brilliant. Yesterday was very crazy, good. Crazy, crazy results. So um, the games were all kind of so mental, we might as well just go into them and we'll uh, have a few talking points as the games come up as we come to those teams. We'll start with a Friday night's game. Wasn't the greatest game on earth, as sometimes they are on Friday night. It wasn't an awful game either, though, to be fair. Uh, Watford beating Derby 2-1 in the end. Yeah. Um, Deeney was missing. Pedro scored in the first half. A kind of a bizarre goal, really. Sarri using his pace down the wing, cut it back. It hit off Andre Wisdom. And then it kind of hit Pedro's trailing leg and somehow beat the keeper, who I think was just wrong-footed by it. Yeah. You know, um, they were very dominant early on. Will Hughes who was probably the best player on the pitch the other night. Very, very good. It's the first time he's faced Derby since he joined... Watford for I think it was around 8 million or something like that in 2017. Yeah. He got the second goal. Um, should have been 1-1 though before the Hughes goal. Yeah. I still don't see how the Kazim Richards goal was disallowed. Yeah. Uh, they ruined the game really, didn't it? It was uh, yeah. a good game. And as you said, that, that could have happened then. And it was kind of um, put a bit of a tap around the game, to be honest. Yeah, it did. It did. Um, an own goal, a weird own goal in the second half. Kong, who really should have done better. I really don't know what he was trying to do. Yeah, yeah, it was quite funny. Put it into his own net. Nice it was very funny. Yeah, it was very funny. He probably doesn't think it's funny, but he probably they wouldn't, so he probably doesn't care too much. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Derby kind of pushed hard at the end and had a lot of like dangerous-looking corners and free kicks right at the end, but they didn't really put any of them on target. Um, you know, they're five clear to drop at the moment. Rodham though have games in hand. Yeah. And uh, Watford three wins in a row, and they're pushing for that second spot now as well. Yeah, yeah they're looking, they're looking good. Like Will Hughes has been brilliant. I always remember Will Hughes when he was linked to Liverpool. Um, well, he's a he's a great player, um, and he really did kind of run the park for Watford. Um, obviously, Trydini out's a massive thing, but yet again, you know, Pedro doing good. Star up front, always dangerous. Um, and it's looking a bit dodged for uh, for Derby. I know we're going to come to the Birmingham yeah. game. They somehow managed to win, and obviously, then you know, rather than them two games in hand, yeah, well, it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, very much so. I mean, Watford really putting pressure on with Brentford in a bad run of form, who we'll get to next. And like you said, Phil Swansea losing as well yesterday. Watford are really, really in amongst it now again, yeah. Uh, so we move on, I suppose, to the Brentford game, which was the afternoon kickoff on uh, Saturday, Coventry 2, Brentford nil. And kind of mad for Brentford going into last Sunday's game. Um, they yeah. were they hadn't lost yeah. in 21. And yeah. they've now lost three games in six days. Yeah. Which is, which yeah. is kind of nuts. It's the championship, um, it, Yeah, that's it. Ivan Tony was missing for them. Um, kind of a shock announcement somewhat before the game. That he's picked up a little niggling injury. He probably shouldn't be out for long, they said. I think he posted it on Twitter that he won't be out for... For very long, just a small injury. He couldn't make the game yesterday. He may not make it midweek, but he might be back then for the weekend. Who knows? Yeah, um, just, they really needed him in that game, like yeah, yeah, yeah. There were there was a few chances. Um, there was one in particular. I think Henry broke down the left early in the first half, and he put a cross in, and Force, who was up front replacing him, the young Finnish striker, um, or wherever he's from, I think he's from Finland. He could, or from Iceland rather. Uh, Forrest couldn't get on the end of it and it was a cross that you just knew if Ivan Tony was playing up front he'd have got on the end of it and there was a few of those went into the box where you, I don't know he just seems to know where to go he's just 
you know, Forrest probably a little inexperienced, the youngster. He kind of tried to get to the back post for one of them. And if he'd have made the run to the front post, he'd have had a tap in probably. And it was one you could have just seen Tony would have been sliding in and tucked it home for him. But yeah, didn't happen. Coventry, though, really, really good. They're good at home anyway, even though, well, you know, at Birmingham where they play. But they are a good team at home and they're hard enough to beat. And like we said, we always love Coventry because they just go for it. I think it was uh, a dodgy penalty decision. There was, there was, there was. Uh, like, Coventry, he, yeah, you know. He threw himself into it for a penalty, like he didn't. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those where um, I think uh, BMO was the player. Henry fouled him, according to the referee anyway. But like you said, he kind of clever forward play, some people would say, where he kind of knew what was happening. Was it the linesman who gave it? The linesman gave it, the ref didn't give it, yeah. And uh, Walker, who was pretty good for them yesterday as well, talked at home. He was, he was yeah. shiny, he was very alert. Yeah, very, very good. I mean, the second goal, again, O'Hare, who was very good again yesterday, had a couple of shots himself that were easy enough saves, but um, bad kick out really from Rea, who was, you know, been very good for Brentford lately. Yeah. And the uh, Coventry kind of pressed on it, pounced on the kick. O'Hare found Walker in the box, and a really nice turn and finish from him. His dad's and, actually Walker as well, which is bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Cool, like you know, obviously Forest connection there as well. Like I know he played a Forest. Yeah, and uh, I don't know Coventry. Um, Coventry deserved to win yesterday, really. Yeah. Brentford kind of pushed forward a bit but they didn't really create what you'd call brilliant chances they had one chance where the ball came in and uh, the header but yeah that, none. there wasn't really a lot I mean they had a lot of the ball and they put in a few crosses that were kind of cleared away easily enough really really missed Tony and then Henry who was very bright for them especially going forward yesterday he's just frighteningly quick he allows them and um, I think they mentioned it in commentary when they were talking yesterday as well. He allows them to only leave one back when they have corners, which gives them that extra man yeah, yeah. in and around the box because he's so fast. They trust him to be able to cover if there's a counterattack. Yeah. And uh, it was just one of those runs. I think the ball was played out the left for him to try and run onto to put in another cross and his hamstring just went. Yeah. And it didn't look good at first. He kind of walked off the game, but... Um, you know, if, if the hamstring is gone, it's gone. And that could be, you know, anything from like two to six weeks that they're missing him for now as well. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's not worse. It's not worse. As you say, six weeks is a long time. They'll be sweating that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously there's different grades, the tears, and the fact that he walked off and wasn't really carried off is probably a good sign, but he won't know till he has a scan because, that you know, anyone who's played will know like the adrenaline will get you through a lot early on. He might be feeling that a couple of hours later a lot more. So we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. Big loss he'll be though for Brentford, and you know they have a game against Norwich. It should be a huge one coming up in a few weeks' time. I think they have two games before that, and they'll want Tony uh, to be back for that one. Um, I don't think Henry will probably be fit, but you never know. Big yeah. big loss for them, and they really need to start getting the wins back before they play Norwich because Norwich are flying it again. Yeah, yeah. If they drift, if they drift out of that top two, like you know what I mean, and then they're in that playoff battle, and you know they don't make it up. Just that could be the end of Brentford next season, like you know, you could see a lot of players really leave then. But look, I, I think they will be okay. I think their um their form will come good when it means they have to. Um and I want to see them go up because they've been so good this season. Um last season they were brilliant. Unbelievable. I'm delighted for Coventry, though. I'm not gonna lie. I like Coventry for some for some reason. I really like Coventry. Yeah. They haven't really changed their style all season. They've just gone for it. No. That's that's what I love, you know what I mean? I think they're a club that they'd love to see stay in the championship and build towards something for the future. But um obviously got it for Brentfield, but you know, commentary on yeah. absolute 
very important. Absolutely. And Coventry, you know, they give themselves a chance because they do pick up wins here and there. Mm. So they are giving themselves a chance to stay up. And like I said, they can build on something. I mean, there's talk of a, a new stadium possibly being given the go-ahead in Coventry itself yeah. for them, which would be great if they could get a new stadium and actually move back home. Um, obviously, COVID puts a donor on everything and those plans are probably stalled. Is now there other well, stadium but... like completely tore down? I watched the story. It's not tore down. It's the, the rugby team, I think, use it. Okay. And um, there was talks of them kind of ground sharing with them again, but it kind of, I don't know, maybe it was too expensive for them or something. I'm not quite sure that, what happened was, there. But there's... Was that their original stadium, Steve? That was Coventry's original stadium all, all the years back in the Premier League era, was it? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they kind of, when they nearly went bust, they ended up selling the stadium, I think. Yeah. Or was seized wow. from them or something. Um, what's that, Phil? No, no, Jerry said something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they did. They, they, they lost their stadium and, you know, they played in a few different places and they seem to be playing well in Birmingham, but they need to be back home. They need to be playing in Coventry, especially when fans are low back into games again, because, you know, it's not fair on having fans to travel away to the home games as such. So, yeah. And, you know, they, they are a big club because for a long time, Coventry, um, I think Arsenal have the longest run in the top division without ever being relegated. And um, for many, many years, Coventry were the next team beyond Arsenal who'd been in the top division for the next longest period of time uh, before yeah. they got relegated. So, you know, they have good history up there. And, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a shame. It really is. And hopefully, like you said, they stay up and they can build on things because they have some great players there, even though, you know, trying to hold on to some of them next season might be difficult. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Move on then to a team that are in absolute free fall. And another team that are going in the right way again is Bristol City against Barnsley. I was watching, uh, I was watching Quest right last night. And yeah. the, the lads have a feeling that Barnsley could make the playoffs. They're flying it. I mean, they're, they're sneaky. We'll talk about that there in a second. Um, where they are, you know, they're, they're kind of sneaking up. Um, or we can have a chat about it now since you brought it up. Yeah. They're painting the table. They're four points behind Bournemouth with a game in hand. Yeah. They win that game in hand, they'd go to seven to point behind Bournemouth. Yeah. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. That'll be the story of the year for me. And I, I keep saying it's the year of underdogs. But boy, we <laughs> are really, I know they've had a couple of losses, but I'm telling you, lads, if they can break into that playoff, yeah. back in the Premier League, that would have been one of the, yeah. that, that would have been like back in Leicester City yeah. to win. win yeah. even, I mean, they were favourites for relegation, apparently. One of the well beyond Wickham and probably Rotherham. Yes, they were probably the next favourites. Yeah. They shut me in the championship first of all. Yeah, and it's uh, it's 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 crazy, it really is. But again, if you look at Cardiff, changed their manager, it's worked for them. Barnsley changed their manager, it's worked for them. Bristol City just got rid of their manager. It hasn't worked for them yet because they were awful yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible story. Unbelievable. Like, if, if did you see the goal? It was absolutely shocking. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Callum Britton had a good chance early on, but uh, Bentley kept it out in the goal. I think had one chance in the whole match with uh, Davey, who had a strike that was pretty easily saved, and that was it as far as Bristol going forward. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, Morris eventually got the goal after they failed to clear a corner, which was a bit ridiculous. Yeah, I think that's his third goal in three matches. Something like that, yeah. I mean, the corner came in. They made an absolute mess of clearing it. 
and I can't remember who it was, but one of the, the Barnsley players pulled it back from Morris and he tucked it home. Yeah. Um, Bristol, though, so short in confidence. And worse than that, they just look like they're not good enough suddenly. Really bad in possession. And the thing Six is, like, defeats in a row. They're 10 points off relegation. 10 points off the drop zone, yeah. I mean, yeah, six defeats in a row and they haven't scored in four games. It remind me of Liverpool, lads. So just really don't like that. Don't know, like you can't really see, um, you can't see much with, with Bristol moving forward. But like Bernsley would be some story. Like they brought in that manager, and no one knew who he was, lads. I'm not going to be disrespectful, but like I know he's got a great career as a player with Munich and he played with Werder Bremen and all these clubs. But boy, Christ, since he's come in, he's really yeah. changed. He's a French man. You know, I can only envision him in, in, in the change room giving the passionate speeches and stuff. But if they make a playoff, I'm yeah. telling you, like, it will just be... I'd only write a book about it next year. Yeah. And do you know what? Because they have nothing to lose. They're, they're the most dangerous. They, they could go up. Because they, they can just go for it because they're safe now, really, from relegation. I mean, they are. Yeah. Which was their aim when the new manager came in. Keep us up. Mm-hmm. Because they were dead and buried almost when he came in. Yeah. yeah. And now... Yeah. Like you said, Phil, there's just no pressure on them to do anything. No. So they can play with a freedom that the other teams, like the Bournemouth, like who are like have to make the playoffs. Is I mean, they're under years? real pressure. Is it 20 years this year since when they were last in the Premier League? Something like that. It would be. It would be like Jerry said. It'd be some story. Unbelievable. If you could imagine Barnsley and Cardiff out of nowhere making the playoffs, it'd be amazing. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm telling you, it'll just be. Oh my god, that's that's the kind of things I look back on in life. I'll, I'll be sitting up in a hot tub in 20 years' time, hopefully on a holiday somewhere. I'll say, Do you remember the time yourself, Phil, and Steve spoke about Bands? He'd been ready to get it at the start of the show, the first episode, and they went to and got promoted. That'd yeah. be incredible, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they, you know, even before they changed the manager, I mean, they were dead and buried, and then yeah. the manager who had kept them up last season left to go to a like it wasn't like he was sacked, he just left. It wasn't like they wanted to get rid of him. He went yeah. off to manage in America. Madness. Madness. I'm telling you. And I remember passing Oakwell years ago. It's a great stadium. Like, so, like, yeah. they, they get back into the Premier League or even, you know, get a playoff spot. My God. There'll be some momentum there next year for them, whether they're in the Premier League or Championship. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're chasing. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Great to see it. It is. It is. We move on then to a team that are also chasing them down at the minute, Cardiff, who were on some run of form under this Mick McCarthy. Five winners and two draws. This is a weird game. This is a weird game. It was a strange game because it was 4-0 to Cardiff, even though they had only 36% of the possession. Um, but you know what Cardiff are going to do. You know what Mick McCarthy are going to do. They're going to do the basics, right? They're going to defend, set play as well. They're going to be solid at the back and they're going to threaten you when they get a chance to go forward and they're going to be dangerous and big and strong from corners and things themselves. But um, an early penalty. Yeah. Kiefer Moore gave them the lead. I think it's six and seven. Yeah. I mean, when you think, like, McCarthy's been there for seven games now and he's got five wins, two draws, which is some run for them. But Kiefer Moore has been scoring the goals and all those. Uh, Preston dominated really without creating much in the first half not yeah. a whole lot yeah. happened and they probably went in at half time thinking look we've allowed the ball we can turn it around and then almost straight away from the kickoff a few minutes in, like a fine finish from Josh Murphy really really took it well touched it out of his feet and really shot across the keeper it was a nice finish yeah, it and it was 2-0 then um, 
that's Brown. when the mad, that's when the madness happened with the penalty. Yeah, yeah, I think Alan Brown had a header before that that Phillips made a save to, and then the turning point in the game really was the ref awarded Preston a penalty, which again I'm not convinced that was a penalty. It looked like he just shouldered him shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Uh, Paul Gallagher took it. It was saved. And Aidan Flint followed up and cleared it. And I wasn't sure that the ref give a retake for encroachment or did he think it was another foul? Because again, it wasn't another foul. He yeah. clearly got the ball. Yeah. So I don't know. Was it a foul? Um, you were watching the, the highlights program. Did they talk about that, whether he gave it for a foul or whether it was encroachment? Yeah, they were, they weren't really sure. But like I think, yeah. I think they said it was a foul. They because said it was a foul, yeah. They had it wrong, though. It wasn't a foul because he clearly got the ball. Yeah. He kicked it behind for a corner. But again, I don't know. But anyway, that aside, whatever he gave it for, he gave another one. And uh, Chet Evans stepped up this time. He put it the other way. The keeper saved it again. It was a terrible penalty, awful. to be fair. Awful. I'd have saved it, like. Yeah, it was shocking. It was, it was absolutely awful. And that kind of knocked the window to Preston then. And then two horrible mistakes from Lindsay at the back. Him and the goalkeeper made an absolute mess. I think the keeper kicked it off Lindsay or something. Yeah, yeah. And it bounced out to Ojo and he found more. Um, good, like Everson did well to get back on his line. He saved the Moore's header and then Pack tucked home for the rebound to make it three. Uh, and that was just five minutes or three. Yeah, five minutes, I think. I, I, know, you were saying, I know you were saying afterwards that the social media was getting battered. Absolutely battered. I mean, they really were. I mean, the fourth goal in came, but I think it was his first touch of the game almost when Lindsay played a blind back pass and yeah. uh, Harris pounced on it and um, just rounded the keeper to make it four. And what I loved about that is um, with the empty stadium, you can hear Mick McCarthy shouting at him, go on, go on, you, you know, the unmistakable <laughs> accent of Mick McCarthy coming through. Um, the passion for him, even though they're 3-0 up near the end, he wanted the fourth. But yeah, like you were saying there, Phil, the Preston fans, a few of them back in the manager, but most of them say, look, the time has come. Like, he has to go because like they're just this, not playing well enough. Just this week, Steve, like, the team selection was a bit better. Like, obviously, Greg Cunningham started. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, Alan Brown was going to push up a bit more. I know Daniel Johnson played um, and Morby and all that. But game made five subs. Now, I'm not saying nothing, but the times were just incredible. Like, obviously, the 68 minute, they brought on two players. Uh, obviously 71st minute so yet again it just shows the balance isn't there I'm absolutely thrilled for Mick McCarthy um, I'm a huge president fan and I just really hope they can turn it around you know obviously they, I think they will stay up obviously there's going to be no fair there but they need serious changes next year because I love watching them play um, and yet again it sounds like I'm being biased with that whole Irish connection but like geez, the, you know I mean the, the whole Irish connection thing is almost non-existent anymore now we're Preston like you know with so many players leaving and, and yeah. Such and such, but Harry Wilson was immense for Cardiff. Um, Sean Morrison is solid as ever, lads, and, and Marilyn Pack was brilliant. Yeah. But Mick McCarthy really does have a side that can really do some damage, and I think they're gonna they're gonna nip. You know what I mean? Fifth and sixth, I think. I, I, think so, I, I, I really think so. Yeah. Yeah, fairly good, lads. Don't like the momentum is unreal. Like he's got Josh. There's a guy called Joseph Bennett. Like he's he's playing out of his skin for Cardiff. Like. And Mick's doing that, like the way he sets out is pretty good. They're attacking. And I say Harry Wilson is just he's, he's definitely the difference in that squad. Like he really can lay the ball, you know what I mean? He's just the way he watches the game, the way he reads it, the way he passes, unbelievable. So I'd be very surprised if Kerf don't make a top six. And that's the truth. I think yeah. they're really gonna nip that soon. They're, they're three points behind it. 
Yeah. It's nice for Big Mick. And I love the way he came in. I said it last week. Um, the way he came in and says, look, I don't want a long-term contract. Let me come in and do a job and then you can give me the contract afterwards if I deserve it. Tactically genius, you know what I mean? And I love it. You know, they're all fighting for him. Brilliant. Absolutely, absolutely. What'll probably happen now is they'll offer him a, a four-year contract now next week and uh, they'll go on a mad losing run. That's yeah. <laughs> but a big game midweek for them because they're three behind Bournemouth and they travel to play Bournemouth on Wednesday night. Yeah. Oh, it's it's is that on TV, is it? I imagine they have to show that on TV, surely. Yeah. Surely they do. But then again, you they probably won't like, but they should because I mean that's the big game in midweek, really. Like yeah. massive, massive yeah. game. But uh, yeah, Preston just up and down. And like I said, one fan was calling for the manager to be sacked in the middle of the match. Yeah. So they're yeah. they're frustrated. <laughs> yeah. It'd be fun to see, I think, the manager getting, you know, the director coming down sacking the manager mid-match would be hilarious. But it would it would um, yeah. I just don't. I don't. Uh, I just don't know. Will he be there next season? Are we surprised? And I, I, I'm not talking crap about anyone. Like I'll never ever be a manager. I'll never be a player. But like, he's a great manager, lads, and he should just be doing better at the club. He really should. Like he's he's been there and done it with Norwich back like, in the day. Like you can imagine when he goes home, like to his family or whatever, he's sitting there going, you know what I mean? The stress on It's they don't have a striker. They don't have a striker that's playing well. None of them are. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and like you said, the ball was Shawnee lads. Shawnee came in on a high, like, and he had a good start. There was a, a couple of niggling injuries and stuff, like, but do you know what I mean? You need to go after a proper striker. Like, Shawnee was always a striker with City or just yeah. after, striker, like, but they yeah. always had another position from there, one, like, yeah, that's not knock, needs confidence big time, yeah, yeah, it is. And if you look at the players, like, they brought in the youngster from Denmark, Reese. He's been okay, but he's not exactly banging in the goals. Then they bring in Chet Evans, who's never been banging in goals, really. Not at yeah. the, this level, anyway. And he's not really scoring for them. Yeah. yeah. Like, yet again, Alan Brown, Greg, Greg Cullenham is very good, lads. He's very strong. Obviously, Liam Lindsay, he's normally on the ball, but he had a bad game. But, like, just I don't understand it. Like, you know, Scott Sinclair came in on a huge momentum from Celtic. Yeah. He was doing yeah. so Celtic, right? Obviously a former Man City player. Yeah. That yeah. was at one of the Man City teams that's probably the greatest of all time. Just yeah. not doing it, like, you know what I mean? Like, nope. Sinclair's never been a striker. Sean Maguire was the hottest prospect in Irish football. Yeah. And when he came to the club, he was old. He's never played in the position he's always been at with City, like, never once. Yeah. They tried it once and that was it, I think. But like, you know what I mean? It's, he's, Sean's confidence is gone. Yeah. Nick McKenna, you know, could bring him to Cardiff and make him the player he was. Yeah. But yeah, they, they need a striker. Yeah. And, and, like, I'm telling you, I'll watch him next season, but I'm telling you, like, I'll be very surprised if Alex Neal is there. And I hate saying it because I don't like seeing managers sacked. Yeah. But he needs to do better and he's not doing it. He has all the attributes to be that manager, but he's just not doing it with the club. So it doesn't suit him. It's not a club for him, like. Yeah. No, definitely not. We move on then to the, well, one of the shocks. I mean, we already had the Coventry one. What do you call this? Uh, there. Yeah, this was the one we were talking about Friday, Phil, that we, we had a feeling this was going to be the shock of the weekend. Didn't expect it to be 4-1, though. Yeah. Um, Huddersfield, Swansea won. Is like Huddersfield, uh, we always talk about Huddersfield having 18 shots of goal. They just have to score four this week. Yeah. And that's it. And they took them in this one. And some of them are great. They have seven players out injured at the moment, Huddersfield. And Tafol was suspended as well yesterday. Yeah. But they just were all over Swansea. They just pressed them non-stop 
all over the pitch. 22 minutes, um, some of the pressing paid off. The ball made its way out to Pippa, who crossed for Campbell to score. Bakuna then hit the post with a Swansea's keeper well beaten. Ayu then had a shot that was saved. Yeah. Um, Woodman and Gold then saved uh, a good free kick again from Bakuna and was alert to deny Holmes, who I think came in on the follow-up. Uh, Bidwell almost got Swansea back on terms. His effort was cleared off the line. And it looked like Huddersfield would go one up and then Horahan has been just great for Swansea. Very clever free kick. Yeah. That he just was at the edge of the box and he just put it over the wall. Keeper had got nowhere near it. And it was one, one and a half time you thought, okay, Swansea now, best defensive record in the league. Um, they're going to go out now and win this quite easily. But straight away, I think Huddersfield, was it uh, O'Brien? I think it was a bit of a deflection early on, very early in second half, made it 2-1. Um, then a great pass from Rowe found Holmes and he scored his first goal since November. So his second of the season. And then three minutes later, like they say about goals coming like buses, what a strike for him for the fourth if goal. You watch, if you watch it, if you watch it, it's hilarious because just before he kicks it, it bobbles. Yeah, it's so he ends up catching it in like a half volley. Yeah. It's unbelievable strike from him from a guy who'd only scored one all season before that, suddenly to get two in this but I game. Think he thought he came back, didn't he? Yeah. He back. He was away somewhere on uh, That's it. That's it. And they're getting back. It's it's crazy. It's crazy because he's, you know, if they can get him firing and scoring goals, you know, the future's looking brighter again suddenly for Huddersfield. I, I suppose they're, they're always due a bad performance by yesterday. That was really, really poor. Very yeah. bad. And they still have games in hand, so it's not doom and gloom for them yet, obviously. Like they're still, uh, they're still well in the playoff picture and definitely well in the picture for automatic promotion. But yeah. Swansea have conceded 19 goals this season. Huddersfield have scored six of those 19 goals they've conceded. Yeah. Crazy. So uh, the good news for Swansea is they don't have to play Huddersfield anymore this season because they seem to be their bogey team. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. strange one. Crazy. Huddersfield... Seven points clear of the drop. They're not going to feel safe yet, obviously. No. Um, because, it. like you said, they usually just don't take their chances. They did yesterday. Yeah. Um, but they're always yeah. capable of not taking chances again. Yeah. yeah. No shot. I think there was there was predictions that Swansea would lose. But look, Richard Kew is a difference, lads. It's, it's all down to Richard Kew and he's genius and he's eye for one. Yeah. That's it. We move on then to the worst game of them all yesterday. Yeah, it's very uh, Millwall, not a lot. Wickham, nil nil, not a lot happened really. Uh, Millwall have become kind of draw specialists. This is their 15th draw in their 31 games. Yeah. No, they haven't lost in eight. This was only the fifth clean sheet Wickham have had all season. Um, it was in goal for Wickham because Alsop went down injured. He'd been on loan, I think, at Stevenage. So they brought him back. Um, Scott Malone had a, a good effort that was saved by him. Um, yeah, and that was about it, really. Like, penalties and nothing really happened. Yeah, the game was very poor. Very, very poor. A draw does neither of them much good. It keeps Millwall's unbeaten run going, I suppose. But Millwall, seven points off the playoffs, but they've had 15 draws this season. If Can they, you talk to the manager for that? Like, you know, like it, 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 it's awful to be sacked for 15, 16 draws. Oh, like, yeah, we haven't been beat, yeah, but you drew all the games. Very hard to sack a manager for something like that, dude. Yeah, yeah. Because if even four of those 15 became wins, they'd be in the playoffs. Yeah. 
Jesus, like, see, you feel for the manager, like, all he's lacking is that one little ingredient up front, like, just to bang the goals. But yeah, they took a banker on Troy, Troy Parrott, like, obviously, it didn't work out. Um, but yeah, imagine, imagine being sacked. Oh, yeah, my unbeaten one. I've never really been beat like at the club, yeah, but I got sacked, you know what I mean? Why? Because we drew so many games. It's mad, it's, it's harsh, but that's football, that's why you have to love it, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I wouldn't, you know, if Millwall starts scoring goals, you can't count them out of the race for the playoffs either. Yeah. They're only seven points back. Um, You know, it's probably not likely because there's so many teams between them and the playoff positions as well that would all have to start dropping points. But you never know. You never know. Move on then to the league leaders, Norwich, who hit and form again. Uh, well, you, but said, you actually said it one day. You said one nil the other day. <laughs> Just, uh, they haven't had one in a while, I don't think. Um, Rotherham though started really well Lewis Wing hit the post from a corner and then uh, Robinson had a goal disallowed probably rightly so as well I think yeah, um, yeah. Norwich upped it after that uh, Benita, Cantwell, Pucky combined really really well all day and uh, the only goal was was kind of Benita played it, Cantwell with a really really nice dummy, it looked like he was going to take it on and he just let it roll past him to Pukki who still had a lot to do to be fair he was quite a distance out Ran into the box, finished it well. Um, you know, seven Benada assists for Pookie goals. Now is the best combination in the league in terms of someone setting up goals for someone else. Like Pookie should, should have had a hat trick yesterday. Should have. I mean, he saw an effort brilliantly saved by Johansson. And then Vrancic, I don't know how he missed it. I still, I've watched it about three times now. I still don't expect him to be putting it in the net every time I watch it. But yeah. he put it away. Uh, then I think Benada found Cantwell about, I don't know, maybe 10 yards out and he blasted it over. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Rotherham had a few good chances, like we said. Willie's hit the bar with a vicious volley. The goalkeeper was nowhere near it. Like the, lad, the lads were trying to say that he almost broke the bar. He hit that with some pace. The keeper didn't even see it, I'd say. What? It looked like he didn't. He didn't even move. He was getting nowhere near that. Sorry, but lucky for What's that, Phil? Sorry about Benny. Yeah, I don't know. Like, he has not even played this season, has he? He's been injured. No, he's been injured. But, uh, yeah, there's no word on him coming back or anything. He had a bit of a setback. I think he, he came back to fitness and he got injured again. Yeah. It can happen. It can happen. I think Ben Crooks had a chance as well at the end that Max Aaron's got a block on. Um, 14 unbeaten at home now for Norwich. And uh, Rotherham slip into the bottom three, although they have games in hand. Uh, Rotherham starting to lose a few in a row, even though they're playing really well in all of them. They're playing yeah. sexy football. I want to yeah. say I'm st- they're, they're, like they're on 29 games. Obviously, Birmingham are just ahead with 31, but like yeah, they, they should be they should be okay. But then again, it's all done to Birmingham City. If they can somehow get goals and stay up, then it'll be a great story. But yeah, Rotherham, like when you when you watch teams like Birmingham and, and Rotherham, like they're um. They're not similar one bit, like like yeah. Rotherham play they play good football, where Birmingham can grind up results and stuff. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Sheffield Wednesday are in with a shout as well. Obviously, uh, Wickham they're on twenty points, not looking good. But look, it's um, yeah, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. Yeah, I think Wickham are just going to enjoy it as they have all season, and you know if they go down, they go down. Exactly. Yeah, we move on quickly then to Forest Blackburn, another one nil in this one. Um, you know, Blackburn lot, lot of the ball in this one. Um, 
Forest had so many chances. It looked like it was going to be one of those games where they were going to be cut out because of the chances. Yeah. Then Murray missed one, Knockhart missed one, Murray then had one cleared off the line. Uh, Forrest did make the breakthrough with Might in his second career goal. Um, did well, reacted quickly from a free kick that was kind of blocked out. Uh, Cyrus Christie then had a great shot. I don't know how Kaminsky and goal tipped it onto the post, but he did. Yeah. And then it just seemed like they were going to rue those chances when Knockhart uh, committed a foul and Armstrong stepped up to Blackburn to level it. And to be fair, it wasn't like uh, Chad Evans' bad penalty. It was a really well-taken penalty. The keeper just did brilliant to get to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Samba and goal for Forrest. Uh, Forrest not really troubled much after that. Uh, yeah. Efforts from Rovers, nothing major. Forrest 7 again, cleared a drop. Decent form, probably looking up the table now as opposed to down because of the form they're in. One loss in 10 or something like that. Yeah. And Rovers now were 12th in the table and 10 points outside the playoffs. What's that, Jerry? What are you saying? They'll have a late charge. I think Forrest now have won the charge. They won't be far off the top six. They won't make it, but they'll finish in the top 10. I reckon that's the way it's going to go for them. Um, They will have a late charge. I was just, I was good to see Harvey Elliott back last. I thought oh, he would have made a difference at Blackburn. Didn't look himself, so we don't know what's going on. Like it was obviously two, three games he didn't play. Obviously, a lot of stuff about this Fulham and Liverpool transfer. Is it on his mind? They don't know, but Blackburn are in trouble. Not in trouble to get ready again, but like they're not going to make that playoff if they keep going. They haven't been really good in the last four or five games. And they're the team for me that have dipped where they have been the most exciting to watch for half the season. They've really dipped. And I don't think it's going to be um recovered. I think that form will stay below what they were at, you know. Yeah, and uh, obviously we wish Sam Gallagher well. Um, not a lot coming out in terms of what has happened to him in the hospital yet, so we don't know for sure. But he came off yesterday after an awkward fall and they were talking of him um, coughing up blood in the dressing room afterwards and they think he might have punctured a lung. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll wait and see what the news true on that. He's in hospital at the minute, so hopefully we'll hope for good news for him and I suppose we all wish him a speedy recovery and hopefully it's not too serious. We move on along now to uh, QPR Bournemouth, 2-1 QPR in this one. Uh, Bournemouth started pretty well here. Uh, Wiltshire split the defence early on, billing away. The Yang made the save. Then Long was put through as well, and he should have done better, but again, to keep yeah, on the was, save. That was very bad. Like, that was almost almost identical to the Sada one, where he just hit it straight at the keeper. Yeah, yeah, it was wild and great. Second half, then Chair, who's very, very dangerous from set plays, win for Barbet, his effort hit the bar and soon after that uh, Adam Smith fired wide for Bournemouth and then bad defending an awful pass from Ethan, was pounced upon by Johansson he made a 1-0 to QPR uh, 11 minutes later Long did make up for his earlier miss after yeah. Sturridge headed the ball down from Stanislas Cross he, he, couldn't huh? he couldn't miss he couldn't. that no he couldn't, well set up from the two boys from Stanislas and Sturridge yeah. uh, QPR then took the lead after Kane fired home uh, Bon and Adamoa did well in the build-up. And then twice, Chris Willock put Bond through when he should have scored and he missed both opportunities. Yeah. Straight at the keeper. Um, yeah, QPR hung on though. Their first feet in five games now for Bournemouth. Uh, just three clear of Cardiff, like we've been saying. We and QPR are 13th and 10 behind Bournemouth with two games in hand as well. Uh, that could see them cut the gap down to four. So QPR, another team, if they can win some games in hand, could be pushing for the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, time. About time. And Phil was saying just before the show that we'll get possibly might stay at, at Bournemouth until the end of the season. Seems like he might. Confirmed. It's confirmed. Yeah. Like Woodgate is going to stay there. They're, they were having issues, I think, with uh, when it came to Henri. They'd asked permission to speak to him. 
and I don't know if they've been given it or not given it or what the long-term plan is there, but we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, they can't just take the manager. They have to be allowed by the club that employs him to speak to him. So yeah. whether or not Montreal have said, no, look, you're not talking to him. He's under contract here. Could be the case. Uh, so maybe they'll try again the summer for someone. Yeah. And like you said, Phil, maybe if they go back up, it'll be easier for them to get a, a full-time manager in. But then yeah. again, if Woodgate takes them to promotion, be harsh not to give him the job. Yeah. yeah. Very hard. But then Woodgate will go up and lose three or four games and he'll go then. So. That's it. That's it. But uh, an interesting one. An interesting one. So we'll, we'll see how Woodgate does at the end of the season. And then, yeah, I mean, they, are, they can't keep losing because, like we said, you've got the likes of Cardiff for flying it up. Barnsley, if they win their game in hand, uh, they're going to be right up there. QPR, if they win games in hand, they're going to be right up there. Yeah. You know, you still have Stoke and Middlesbrough as well. We haven't talked about yet. We'll be getting to their games in a minute. They're yeah. not exactly out of it yet either. No. Good times. I'm telling you, as a football yeah. fan, it's good times. Championship all the sites never disappoints. No, no. I mean, you have those top four that are probably battling it out for the automatic spots. Yeah. And then you've probably got six or seven teams now battling it out for those other two places. It's yeah. what you want. It's football at its best. I love it. And two of those teams, I suppose, battling it out for the playoff spots. Met yesterday, Reading nil, Middlesbrough two. Huge win for Middlesbrough. I thought Reading were very poor. They were very poor yesterday because Borough are now just five behind Reading and just three back from Bournemouth as well. Yeah. Um, level on points for Cardiff. Worst goal difference, obviously. Yeah. But... Um, Reading had won this, they'd have been eight clear of Middlesbrough, you know, yeah. so it's, it was a massive, massive one, like, um, or they'd have been 11 clear, actually, I think, had they won this one of Middlesbrough, so it's, uh, you know, just five points ahead of them now, uh, Reading, you know, lost seven last eight against Borough, this is eight and nine now, so they don't do well when they play Borough, yeah. uh, Fletcher opening goal after 22 minutes, um, awful mistakes, really. Like for the goals, you have to say they were very, very poor. Very, very poor. Um, seven minutes later, you know, Bola made it 2 0. Um, you know, it wasn't a game of great chances, really. Yeah, I reckon, very, I reckon the way Reading are going, they'll fall out of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they had the, I think they had a lay, lay chance late on, they had a chance rather to pull one back, they didn't score that one. Um, I think uh, Morrison had their best chance in that one. But two defeats and three for Reading. Yeah. Certainly, like we said in the fight now, when you think of the likes of Cardiff, Borough, both of them are just five points back. Barnsley win their games in hand. They'll only be something like three points behind them. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 interesting, like we said, but Reading are hitting a bad patch at the wrong time. Yeah. They don't need it, as you say. And they, they've been so good all year. Even yeah. when they had dip there half well not halfway kind of a quarter through the way of the season they had a little dip and we kind of said right that could be it now for Reading but they pulled back and they 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 kept the momentum but yeah they, they really need to kind of win the next two now or three I suppose to to stay in contention of a top six but great great win for Borough and as you say yeah. um with Carter from Barnsley yeah chasing a top six it's gonna be really interesting. We'll see who really has the bottle when it comes to it then you know yeah, absolutely. We move on then to a game that was just slightly better than the Millwall Wickham game. Yeah. Which was Sheffield Wednesday, Birmingham City. The two lowest lowest scoring teams in the league met, so it was pretty drab. Yeah. As you might expect. They were talking that it could be nil all, but yeah, I mean the best chance in the first half fell to Gardner for Birmingham. He headed wide from a great position. 
Um, then Shaw committed a foul on Sanchez just before halftime and was booked. And then just after the break, he brought down Colin to pick up a second yellow card and leave Wednesday down to 10 men. Birmingham came to life for a little bit. Bella had a shot. Westwood, good save there, but he could do nothing to stop Hogan getting his sixth of the season after Bella crossed. But you'd think then Birmingham won up against 10 men, they'd kick on, but they didn't. And absolutely nothing happened really for the rest of the match. Yeah, yeah it's very hard to watch. The highlights were even just kind of yeah. lobbing on, as you say. Yeah, I mean, Birmingham are in trouble. They're right down there in the relegation zone, but they're away from, like so many teams in this league, seem to be playing better away from home this season. 22 points they've taken now away from home, and they've only taken nine points at home. So they'll be hoping they don't have too many home games for the rest of the season. Um, you know, they're, they're above the relegation zone, but Wednesday, who they just beat here today, so it was a huge win for them, have a game in hand over them. Rotherham have a couple of games in hand over them. Yeah. They've done the in, in, in survival um in survival mode, so I suppose it, it obviously helps them. But like yeah. I think Scott Hogan's kind of hitting form at the right time. He's kind of getting a goal yeah. hit there, maybe four or five goals in the last seven, eight games. Yeah. That's that's encouraging. Sanchez looks kind of like a bright spark. Um Garner's is Gary Garner. He's been he's been around the block so many years now. Um but yeah, I think when the man came off, like when the man got sent off, um it was a Liam Shaw um, and yeah. changed again and they, they closed shop like when they got the goal, they just they, they done a Jose Mourinho on it and parked the yeah. bus. And rightly so, I think. You know what? They got the three points. And it is this was a proper relegation six pointer, as they'd call it, because they were level on points going into this one. Yeah. Wednesday yeah. still have the game in hand. If Wednesday had won there yesterday, it'd have been three clear of Birmingham with a game in hand. Yeah. So yeah. it was a massive, massive win for Birmingham to give them a chance of staying up anyway. It should be they, they, like if they went down, it'd be a catastrophe, you know what I mean? But look. Yeah. There's a lot going on at the club at the moment. Um, so if they stay up, who knows what will happen. And Wednesday had won their last five home games as well, so they've been in good form at home. But they, this, like the right card, obviously turned the game and they had no chance when they were down to 10 men. But this is four or five times in big games Wednesday they've had someone sent off this yeah. season. I mean, they just seem to pick up these right cards in games that they really have a chance of winning. Yeah. It's Stupid. So, yeah. Absolutely silly, really is. Uh, I suppose we'll move on to the last game. Then Stoke with a 3 0 win here. And again, horrific defending for the goals. Um, Nathan Jones obviously didn't do well when he managed Stoke. And this was probably, you know, reminded him of those days at Stoke because it must have been miserable for him yesterday as well. When, when, is the Stoke biggest winning? God knows how long. Yeah, yeah. It's their ninth now, Stoke, I think. Uh, four off the playoffs. Luton are 16th, but they have a game in hand over most teams that are around them. But uh, yeah, it was a strange one. Sonny Bradley slipped. Fletcher ran onto it. He like squared it for Powell, who basically had a tap in into an empty net. Yeah. Then there was um, another error that allowed uh, Joe Allen to cross the ball in. The Powell really rose above a defender that he shouldn't have been able to get above. Uh, made a 2 0, and then almost a carbon copy of the first goal. You know, a poor pass from Crane, and then Ray fell over as well. And Klukas was able to run onto it and square for Fletcher this time. Almost identical. Uh, you know, Stoke had, you know, they just had more chances, really. Like, yeah. um, no, Jerry has a soft spot for Yeah, I mean, Slug, I think, a horrible clearance. Lucas hit the side netting, then Vokes and McLean, who were both on the substitutes, had efforts saved. And uh, yeah, it was a strange one. Luton bad errors, which is not like them really. 
It's a bad day in the office when they take off two defenders. Yeah, I mean, their best chance and probably their only real chance of the game fell to Cornick, who fired wide from a very tight angle when it was still nil-nil. Uh, before the game, Stoke said farewell to Ryan Shawcross, who's been there 15 years or so. He's off to join David Beckham in Miami. Yeah. He deserves it. Deserves it. He's been so loyal to that club. There was a time he was linked to United and Liverpool and, yeah. and Arsenal, I'm sure, and all these big clubs. Like, but dedicated, committed, uh, great servant to the club. Let him and enjoy it's the club Miami. It's really one of those days where it's like disaster. The fans aren't in the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he'll, yeah. He, he, he'll get a testimonial. I don't know has he done a testimonial already, but look, I think he started his crack United, as far as I can recall. Um, and he's been with Stoke ever since, you know what I mean? So, um, into Miami, obviously, Beckham has great things. He's 33, so, you know, three, four years out there. Great way, great way to bow out. It was his dream yeah. to play out there. Yeah. Um, one England cap. Um, his career highlight would probably beat Liverpool 6-7 at that time. I can't remember what it was, but... They will trash Liverpool one day. I know Stephen Allen was on the bench. But I'm delighted for him. Obviously, he's young. So, look, he's 33, three, four years out there. Great way to bowl. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Perfect. That's it. So, there it again. So, before we look ahead, um, your goalie yesterday has to be Holmes, surely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a, a keeper in the world would have saved that one. No. No. Um, the best player yesterday? There was a few of them. We're good. I thought O'Hare. Here was very good. Yeah, he kind of ran the show against Brentford. Yeah, I'm uh, going to say um, Nick Pohl. I think Nick Pohl for Stoke was brilliant. Then he came off. Then obviously, you know, they could have kept him on for a hat trick. But when Obi Mikel's waiting to come on, you just come off. Simple as. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And for myself, I think I'll probably give it to uh, maybe Benita Norwich. He was very good. I mean, he should have had about three or four assists in that game yesterday. And yeah. um, the team display. Huddersfield. Huddersfield yeah. has to be 4-1 four, four against Swansea. Huddersfield or Cardiff, one or the other. Cardiff were very good too, yeah. Uh, given what they did. And obviously Coventry as well, a good win against Brentford. But uh, Yeah, I think I'd go with Huddersfield as well. Hard to argue with that, I mean. Given all their injuries and everything. Definitely. And what about the shock of the week then? The same game? Yeah. Has yeah. to be. Yeah. <laughs> that, and that and the Brentford one, yeah. But especially the scoreline, I think, of the Huddersfield one. So we move on to um, the fixtures coming up. Some big ones here. Uh, Tuesday night, Birmingham against Norwich. Do you know what? I think I'd say Birmingham. Yeah. Birmingham. Yeah. yeah. No, I have a, I think Norwich will, will win this one. Uh, one then again, Huddersfield back on track maybe after that win, but they go away to Derby. Or oh, they lose. They lose this time. Derby. Derby at home? Yeah. 1-1. 1-1, yeah. Uh, Middlesbrough, Bristol City. Two teams definitely in opposite directions. Too little to borrow, yeah. Yeah, I think borrow as well. It's one of these where until Bristol City do something, you're just going to assume they're going to keep losing every match because they've been so bad. Yeah. Uh, Luton against Millwall. Luton, 2 0. James Collins to score ball. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think Millwall finally get a loss after eight without. I think maybe a, a, a nil nil draw on this one. Uh, two teams that do struggle to score goals now and then. Rotherham against Nottingham Forest. Again, a big game near the bottom. Rotherham, I'd say. Rotherham at home, yeah. Yeah, to call that one, to be honest. I'm going to say nil on. Tough one, yeah. I might just just give it to Rotherham, maybe a 2-1, but I could easily see a draw on that one as well. Uh, Wickham, home to Reading. Probably not yeah. where Reading want to be going when they're Wickham. after losing the Wickham, field. Wickham, 2-1, yeah. Yeah, yeah Wickham. I think Wickham might steal that one as well from them. 
Then Wednesday night is when we've got a, a few games that are very interesting ones. Barnsley against Stoke, again, in terms of chasing the promotion spots, a big one either, there. Either a draw or Barnsley. Yeah. 2-2, two, 2-2. Two, two, two. Yeah, I, I could see it being a draw, which will help the other teams around them, really. Then Brentford, after three defeats, have a home game against Sheffield Wednesday. 4-0 Brentford. Yeah, it's back on track, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. I think Wednesday are, are good at home, but they've struggled away from home this season. Swansea, after their shock defeat, are up against Coventry, who beat Brentford. Swansea back to win away, yeah. 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 Another game that um, is an interesting one is Blackburn, who haven't been in great form lately, but they're home to Watford, who have been great lately. I reckon Blackburn, actually. It's, it's one of those where you just think it should be Watford because of the teams, the form the teams are in. But it's one of those you just have the sneaky suspicion, all right, that Blackburn might do it. Yeah, yeah, Blackburn as well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Then the big one that we talked about briefly earlier, Bournemouth home to Cardiff. Very hard to call. I, I reckon... Three points between the teams. A draw. 3-1 to Cardiff. 3-1 to Cardiff, yeah. I think maybe a draw as well. I think Cardiff away from home would settle for a point and keeping the unbeaten run going. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it could go either way. That's going to be a great game. And then finally, we have Preston... Home to QPR, Preston. We know their struggles at home. QPR, win. QPR in good form. Like, yeah, I think maybe QPR to take this one one nil. Yeah, one yeah. one. One yeah. And uh, there we have it. Some lovely games midweek, really. So we'll be back uh, at the end of next week, bringing you the highlights from those and hopefully loads of goals and a few shocks and surprises. And who knows what will happen in the meantime. Maybe Bristol City will have a new manager by then. You just don't know. Just, uh, just before we go, like Nigel Pearson is the latest name linked. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? Like I said, they, they're a club that have good foundations there, so it's a job that, you know, you wouldn't be afraid of taking. Yeah. And the thing is, Nigel Pearson needs a club next where he knows he'll be appreciated. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, good shout there, maybe. It'd be a good one for him. Why not? Yeah. Again, short-term deal, see what happens. That's it. Um, yeah, so we'll leave it there, and we'll be back probably next Friday talking about the uh, the midweek games and we'll have a better uh, feeling then for the playoffs then because there's some big games around the playoffs, big games around the relegation. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. There's going to be lots of twists and turns for the rest of the season and uh, some of them are probably going to come this week. So uh, thanks everyone for listening and we'll be back with you soon. Yep, cheers. Thanks,